guys, I'll be I'll be completely honest. I already regret my picks that have already thought of new ones. <laughs> <laughs> but it's too late for that because we believe in integrity here at the Tough Cut. So uh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I swung strong for coming of age and I swung really, 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 really low. We will get into it in the second half of this episode, <laughs> I am sure. I like straight up already thought of musicals that I like love way more than the ones i chose well i'd love one of my picks but like yeah you know. i mean yeah. we know you love les mis jake yeah i fucking <laughs> love les mis dude anyway i guess we'll, we'll i don't know jump into things hello and <laughs> welcome back um if you've listened to us before we're the tough cut podcast i'm matthew hello i am alex <laughs> And hi, and Jake. Do not forget my name. Do not forget me. <laughs> wow, Jake, that this... was really good. That was the best no, impression dude, you have done I've... on this on this show. <laughs> I hate it because I know, like, I I know how to do a great job here. Well, this is episode wow. twenty-two of the Tough Cut Podcast, part one of our movie musicals bracket. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to have a bracket where I truly feel like I'm in my element. I was a musical theater kid, and I'm so excited to get into it, guys. Meanwhile, I'm in my element in the sense I've seen a lot of musicals, but I (laughs) cannot sing, do not understand musical composition, so I'm just along for the ride. (laughs) And I'm Javert, do not forget my name. Jake, are you going to sing the whole episode? <laughs> Two, four, six, oh, no, no, fuck no, I'm not. <laughs> so coming at you in this episode, uh, in the first half, we've got The Greatest Showman versus Mamma Mia. And then in the second half, we have Les Mis versus The Blues Brothers. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Look, uh, guys, just a little warning. We'll be spoiling these movies. You're already spoiled that I'm Javert. So uh, (laughs) hang on to your fucking asses. Uh, We're going to be spoiling all these movies and maybe more. Just look out for it. I want to throw I want to throw out there just, you know, for you, you, you nitpickers and naysayers. We're defining movie musical as a movie where people sing in it, not just a movie adaptation of a Broadway show. Yes, that's good, because all of my picks <laughs> were yeah. um, movies with just singing, not um, musical adaptations. Yeah. So our first matchup, we got uh, Greatest Showman and Mamma Mia, huh? How about the people who pitch those say, say a thing? I pitched <laughs> Mamma Mia! Exclamation point. Directed by uh, Felita Lloyd, released in 2008. This is the movie adaptation of the hit Broadway musical of the same name. It uh, is entirely composed of music from the hit band ABBA. And boy, is it good. Celebrities singing ABBA having an absolute blast on a Greek island. What more could you want? Uh, it also has something that we love here at the Tough Cut, which is a great mother-daughter love story. Oh, I thought you were going to say Stellan Skarsgård. It does have Stellan Skarsgård and Colin Firth, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, Meryl Streep, it's Amanda Seyfried. It's so good. Uh, it is so good. Um, what do you guys think of Mamma Mia? Because I know that I love Mamma I I picked it because I love this movie. This is why I like ABBA. 
That's crazy. I just think it's so feel good. It's so fun. I've said this before. Watching a bunch of celebrities, actors go somewhere and just you can tell they're having the absolute best time making something is so much fun to watch. There are so many Uh, moments in this movie. So do you like every Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, Grown Ups too. Okay. (laughs) But there are so many moments in this movie where you can tell there were like minor fuck ups. Something accidentally happened in a shot and they were just like, yeah, we're going to keep it in. What do you guys think of this movie, though? Um, man, I fucking love Mamma Mia, dude. I just like the music. Yeah. Here we go again, man. I just think it's a hilarious movie, objectively. Like, it's one of those movies where it's like, why Why are we watching these three old... Like, why are we watching these men do... Why are we watching James Bond dance on it's a fucking... It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's I so funny it. when you lead into it, like, the casting and, like, just everything about it's a good time. Um... It has its issues because it's like you said. Uh, so it's not like my favorite of all time, but yeah, I liked it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think Mamma Mia is a ton of fun. Yes, I agree. It seems like they're just having an absolute blast. Um, however, I do have a, a couple little reservations on uh, some of the casting choices. Uh, it seems they wanted to cast <laughs> famous people rather than people that can sing for a couple, so a, a, several roles, I uh, which I don't think there's like anything that. else, anything else in this bracket that has someone who was cast for a reason <laughs> other than they're singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They should just cast a. Uh, Pierce Brosnan and Russell Crowe opposite each other. <laughs> oh, like wow. in the confrontation, you know nothing of Javert. I was born inside a jail. Anyway, uh, uh, we're, we're not yeah. on the news yet. We can't. We not can't. Yet. Not yet. Can't, bl- can't waste all the jokes now. <laughs> on the other side of the bracket, we've got The Greatest Showman, uh, released in 2017, directed by Michael Gracie. In this incredibly loose retelling of P.T. Barnum's life, uh, we follow Barnum, played by Hugh Jackman, as he ascends to wealth, fame and notoriety, becoming obsessed with proving everyone wrong and putting on the greatest show on Earth. He did air quotes super hard, guys. (laughs) So why did I pick this movie? Yeah, why did you? Why why Um, did you pick this movie, man? I have never seen The Greatest Showman. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, What an absolute mad lad. Yes, yes. However, I think the the music from this this (laughs) movie musical uh, is so, so good. Um, And I was like, yeah, let's do that one. Um, because it's, I don't know, I really like the music. Uh, watching the film for the first time, um, as someone who knows a decent bit about P.T. Barnum's life, uh, they sanitize it a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, look, I'm going to throw this out here now. I can separate P.T. Barnum the man from P.T. Barnum, greatest showman character, um, because real life P.T. Barnum is a certifiable piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That was literally one of my main like notes. I was like, just wasn't wasn't P.T. Barnum awful every single time he did something. I was like, isn't he just an awful human? Yeah, which yeah. I think it's important that we we this. It's not meant to be like a biopic of P.T. Barnum. 
Yeah. So what, what do you guys Just the think? story about his life and how he founds the circus and all that, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, it's not even like factually accurate. Like it doesn't, yeah. like, things don't occur in the order of which they occur in real life. Like there's a ton of issues. I'm just wondering why they don't like too. not name. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to do it. We'll get to do it. But what do you guys, what do you guys think about it? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a fine movie. I think the music's really good. Zach Efron and Zendaya are great. Hugh Jackman's a great actor. Mm-hmm. You know, the empowerment stuff is cool. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I think this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love that, Look, Jake. Love I actually that. remember. I, I remember fucking uh, watching this for the first time in theaters. I was like, oh, I had a nice time. I watched it with my mom. You know, we liked watching whatever. And then and, and watching it again, I just like did not like a lot of things about this movie. I was like, why, why did I convince myself I had a good time before? Literally in my notes, the, the movie is saved by uh, my love for Zendaya. Literally in my yeah. notes, I, I'll like be like trashing this movie. Like, oh, I'll do whatever. And then all of a sudden Zendaya and then two heart emojis. And th- that's literally all I say. <laughs> and then like, you know, other things go. I was like, oh yeah, this is whatever. Zendaya. And I have that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have that nine times in my notes, <laughs> randomly sprawled out throughout the notes. Man, oh man, the greatest showman uh, certainly is the air quote greatest show. <laughs> just a just not to harp on this. Yeah, separating P.T. Barnum. The it's real not life even person. about like, that. What, what do you like? What is your what is your biggest gripe? I'm just genuinely curious. Yeah. No, it's not even about like the whole like I I because also same. I can separate. They made a movie about a circus man. That's fine. Whatever. It's just like <laughs> circus man. It just like looks <laughs> awful in a lot of different. Like it looks like bad sometimes. And like the songs, while like yes, they slap like while you're in it. I just can't. I can't think of a a song from it or like a lot of songs from it and i think movie musicals it's very important to like know the music afterwards to get them catchy i also know that that's not really a popular opinion because i know a lot of people enjoy this music and i know it's very popular also i think my biggest issue with it and why i probably i'll be fully honest will probably never vote for this movie um, <laughs> I, figured. I mean you came out saying you hate it so <laughs> uh well you know it's because Imagine being ashamed to hold Zendaya's hand, you fucking idiot. You're a fucking <laughs> dumbass, dude. Are you serious? Oh my Are you god. Are serious, my guy? What? All right. Well, with with that, let's uh let's get into comparing these movies. <laughs> Starting off the, I, well, this was supposed to be just like a fun little softball question, but with Jake's very apparent hate for the greatest showman. Yeah, no, there, uh, it isn't a strong hate. You can softball question I, I just, it out. I just wanted to ask you guys, what's your favorite song from each movie? Oh, I can answer that. Oh, wait, let's do this. What's your favorite song and which one do you think is the most popular? Oh, shit. So in, in Greatest Showman, my favorite song is the never enough never oh the adultery enough. song that one, i think that's a good one um but i think the most listened to one i don't even know which how it goes i don't remember it is the one between zendaya and zach efron oh um, because million, i i know uh, that that's not, a good one i just can't think of what it is or how it goes <laughs> yeah the one with 
Yeah, the one where Zac Efron literally endangers Zendaya, and, like, so much. <laughs> I was so angry during that whole scene. He's literally, like, she's trying to do her routine, and he's jumping on her as she's trying to do, like, these really intense things. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Zac. Oh, my God. You just wish that could be you, Jake. Yes. When they meet and she swings <laughs> up, and they, like, make eye contact, and she hangs there longer than she should, and then she falls... I know it's movie magic, but still. She's a god, you dull creature. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they promoted the song with uh, This Is Me, right? Like, this is me. Like, oh, yeah. So I imagine that's probably the most popular, but I guess it could easily be the greatest show. Like, this is the greatest show. This is the greatest that's the only show. one where Do you have holy. a favorite from the show, Jake? Uh, or do you just not like any of the music? I like if I listen to Rewrite the Stars, and I only know that because I'm looking at the track list. Oh. That's the one with Zac Efron and Zendaya. I like listening to that if I picture that Zendaya is singing to me. So, cool. final answer Rewrite the Stars. Although, I did actually like Never Enough, um, the adultery song, Never as I call it. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that one, though, gets at the core of the yeah, characters Barnum. the best. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, my favorite from Greatest Showman uh, is Million Dreams. Um, uh, it was the first song I heard from it. Um, I don't recall where, but if you think back to when we lived together, we lived together, Jake, and we yeah. I, I'd play it on occasion. You you sang it. It's a million tr- like uh, it's it's the little kid one, right? The little kids also <laughs> yeah. like sing it. He, yeah, well, yeah. It, um, then it switches then to adult Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I, li- I like that his song daughters too. sing it, and that's what makes him go follow dream. Cool, cool, Here's cool, the cool, thing: cool. like I liked the that's music just like while I was watching it. I don't really like I. If it's not plague, then I can't like I think of it. Oh, right. Whatever it is. Anyway, well, the most popular song from The Greatest Showman is This Is Me. Nice. 566 million me. plays on Spotify. Wow. Jake, nice, nicely done. Nice. Thanks. Wow, Jake gets I a know, musical point. I know my... Hell yeah. yeah. Jake gets Jake, one musical on point. on your musical point. Thanks. Now, Mamma Mia. Matt, what's your favorite? What's your favorite song from Mamma Mia? Very cliched um, because not my favorite um, ABBA song, but my favorite specifically from the movie uh, slash the musical is the titular track Mamma Mia. It's really good in the movie. Mamma Mia. What makes me think of uh, what makes me think of Mamma Mia the the most um, in my memories is a uh, Super Trooper. I don't know why. Huh. It's not probably my favorite, but like for some reason, when I hear that, I vividly see the movie. Like, I see Meryl and all that stuff. But, you know, don't go wasting your... That's probably my, like, objective favorite. That is That song in this movie is so ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, first of all, she, like, they are, like, basically getting ready to hook up on this beach, right? Her yeah. dads <laughs> are, like, 300 feet away on a boat. <laughs> like... <laughs> And then her, the groomsmen come out and they're like in the scuba gear. How ridiculous. Oh, it's so fun. I love this movie. Um, my favorite song in this movie is Dancing Queen. I think Dancing Queen, oh, all yeah. the Greek women stopping their work yeah. and like running down the beach with them. <laughs> so much fun. I bet the most popular song in this movie is. It's probably the titular track, I imagine. I bet it's Mamma Mia. Yeah. Or Dancing Queen, honestly. The most popular song from the Mamma Mia soundtrack. It's is SOS. I knew it. 
Uh, lay all your love on me two million plays yeah Mm -hmm. because i think the reason for that is tiktok you loves all of the versions of these songs from Mm. the movie and they use that one however the most popular abba song i grabbed that too nice um is dancing queen with 500 million plus uh plays yeah, just you know, I thought that was just kind Take of a, a chance kind of a on fun me, thing. Too. That's a fun game. Take a chance on yeah. me. we'll do. Let's Take do that with all of these movies. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So, other 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 points of comparison. Now that we're in the the musicy mood, I just think it's important to note um, at the very beginning of Mamma Mia when all the dads are like <laughs> coming together on their way uh, heading to Greece. Pierce Brosnan leaves his important job. Uh, gets into a taxi in New York. He tells the driver to get to JFK as quickly as possible. And I don't know if you guys heard this. When he closes the door, he goes, woo wee <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, and man. Actual uh, recording of Pierce Brosnan going to set. <laughs> that was his... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw that He's audio into, into here so that way our listeners can hear that. Uh, it's so funny. Um, and I think that's important to know. So if we're pointing out things that are important to know, remember at the end of the fucking greatest showman where they're all like corralling Barnum in the bar and this mm-hmm. always empty bar, by the way, always, always notoriously <laughs> that empty. That has pictures of P.T. Barnum up on the wall. That has pictures of P.T. Barnum on the wall. <laughs> Why? So, here's the thing. One, one that's He's ridiculous. the only customer. <laughs> that's, that's one, that's probably why. But two, when they corral him, they drink and like have fun and they dance. The end shot is just all of the other people sleeping on the floor of that bar. This drunk while P.T. Barnum <laughs> leaves. And like, what? Why did they just sleep there? You never passed out at a at a bar, Jake. I can I can safely say no. Uh, I've never passed <laughs> out at a bar. Well, you've never never partied like the like cast P. of P.T. Barnum Circus. <laughs> also, if you look in that song, the the tall dude, he's trying to like bang on the ceiling, and he is always out of time. Like it's notoriously <laughs> so bad. And it's shit like that in this movie. I'm just like, shut the fuck. Like it's so bad. Like he's literally like, that'd be me. I'd be hitting it out of sync. <laughs> they probably That's did so, so many takes and they're just like, please in beat, please in beat. And it, they're just like, we just can't, we can't, we can't find another tall person who could walk on stilts this early. Yeah, we can't do it. <laughs> impossible. Literally impossible. Something I think is really strange in Mamma Mia I don't understand the random slow mo that sort of permeates the film at several to- at several moments. You don't moments. like the Snyder cut, dude? What the fuck? <laughs> the yeah, Snyder I, cut of Mamma Mia. Yeah, he Zack Snyder does love his slow mo. We have yet to have a Zack Snyder movie in this uh, podcast. Um, oh the time no! I wonder come. why. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna put Guardians of Gahul in the next one. Oh no! And Sucker Punch. Oh God, you're gonna double down. All right. <laughs> the I don't know. The, the slow-mo just always struck me. I feel I don't know. Just is a we- very strange Both these decision. Movies have silly ass shit in them that just shouldn't be in the movie. And I get it. Movie musicals mm-hmm. are fun or whatever. Not all of them can be lame is, but like <laughs> Yeah. I just don't understand yet a lot of like why was the mood so big in Greatest Showman? That mood was always fucking huge. <laughs> So I think 
I think that's what's up with Greatest Showman. It's not our P.T. Barnum. It's alternate reality P.T. <gasps> Barnum uh, in a Wait. world where the moon is closer a- to the earth and everything is different. <laughs> and he's that makes so much sense and pt so, barnum is a good man who solves um classism and racism and uh wow uh, yeah ableism i yeah that actually makes a lot of sense to give credit to give a credit to a technical thing that greatest showman did and then they fucked it up um <laughs> the first time they did the silent applause thing i really enjoyed that I really enjoyed the whole like after Jenny Lynn's like never or whatever to sing thing, her mm-hmm. first performance. And they just ended on like a silent applause, like nothing happened. I was like, oh, that's fun. And then they did it like three more other times in the movie. And I'm just like, this is way less impactful. Why do you make the decisions you make <laughs> movie? Oh, my God. But like little things like that, like even like the Jenny Lynn like sabotage kiss. That was pretty fucking metal. That was pretty like, whoa, the stakes are high. But then like everything happened around it. It was like that happened. Then the shit set on fire. Then like, I was like, oh my God, they just <laughs> went full on like fucking. And then he Wolverine that shit. That building collapsed, <laughs> motherfuckers. That building full on collapsed. And then fucking huge Jackman un, un- fucking tether. Like, what? I was hoping so badly that they were just going to kill him. <laughs> So was I, man. I needed the movie to be over. Oh no, see, but that's why they were fostering Zac Efron as a fictional man, Philip Carlyle. Okay, here's the thing. He showed up on an elephant at the end. His daughter played a tree. I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. No, yeah, uh, Mama is real fun. <laughs> I think it's so funny that you brought up the silent applause technique. Because I don't know if you guys watched the credits of Mamma Mia, but they employ that same technique. Like during the credits, the Donna and the Dynamos are singing um, Mm -hmm. one of the songs and it ends and there's no applause. It's silent and it's just, thank you. Thank you. Do you want another one? Do you want another one? And it's like imagining, I'm sure in a movie theater, it might've been different where like people are applauding in the movie theater, but when you're just watching it at home on your couch, it is completely silent. And then it's like, she's yelling at a stadium, but it's just quiet. And it is so awkwardly comfortable. Both of them to make a movie and assume that people are going to applaud in the end for songs. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine sitting in a theater and they're just yelling at you. You're watching the credits, hoping for a post scene <laughs> where they say like "Mama Mia" will return, and you just get, <laughs> "Are you ready for another one?" So something I wanted to bring up in regards to "Mama Mia" because we we've kind of thrown around this idea of how well the music stays with you after watching it. Not that that's like a personal criteria, but it's something I think is pertinent, at least with myself and "Mama Mia." Is I don't think I would go out of my way to listen to the tracks from the film i'd probably just go listen to the actual abba song mm, versions like they're not my favorite versions of the any of the songs i honestly think they're so blended to be interesting i think it, it's very interesting um because greatest showman there's only that recording right there's only one option yeah. for mama mia there are three options because there's the movie there's the broadway show and there's the abba and i find myself listening to the movie um, but that's because that's how I first heard the songs. So like oh, that's the that's version that point. I love. Yeah. Whereas I heard the ABBA versions of the songs first. So that's the one that I think of when I think of them. Yeah. And yeah, they, they just like that. blend for me because I think there's so many options where I just like have listened to all of them because Mamma Mia is like the musical has been around for a hot minute now. And like we kind of 
grew yeah. up with that like being like a, you know people really like it also abba just fucks i mean and it's hard because like abba already fucks as a band and like greatest showman I mean, is like trying to do, exist without it yeah yeah <laughs> greatest showman like it's hard to do a musical that's like oh, inherently new to get again to give credit this movie was like this is just a random tidbit but this movie was fucking huge in england which one are you talking which one? about greatest showman and like mm. to the point where you know this movie came out and then like 10 months later i went like abroad like i went to england and like billboards were still up and it would play on the like songs from it would play on the radio still like intermittently maybe that's why you were so willing to sing a million dreams with me because it would have been when we ca- you came back from the uk yeah like literally it would ca- <laughs> like it was just like yeah I, no, like i don't want to like i'm sorry matthew to like crush the the a million the, dr- the, like those I memories have been tainted yeah, by your I'm hate i'm so sorry <laughs> but like look I, I I can sing the songs. I probably still will. I, I you know, bad. I like bad musicals. Um, I like singing uh-huh. songs of, you know, <laughs> that maybe are inherently awful in the musical, but I'll still sing them. Look, I know I, I know I picked another Hugh Jackman musical, but like, I just really can't take Hugh Jackman's singing voice seriously for some I reason. I think it's wild that Les Mis has both huh. Hugh Jackman and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. I think obviously crazy. Hugh Jackman's talented. Um, oh yeah, and and we'll get we'll get, I'll get into what I actually think about a singing thing when we talk about late biz. I can't wait for that because, but uh, that's so fascinating <laughs> that you seem to at least be somewhat yeah. um, tepid on them. Wait, another another fucking thing we can just I'm just there's so much random shit in here. I, can y'all climb fences? What like yes. us personally? Yeah, can you guys yeah. climb fences? Was that like a big thing for y'all? So if we needed to climb a fence, we'd climb a fence. I seeing it, you know, the where he's climbing a fence to get away, and like in the beginning and stuff. I was just like, man, I was a little kid. Like that's such a. I felt like it unlocked something so big when I learned how to climb a fence. And I barely like. If I really think about it, if I needed to crunch time, what if I can't? Well, you'll just you'll you'll get caught and. Yeah, that's why I feel like I got to like stab people and be sneaky because I don't know if I can climb a fence oh. in crunch time. <laughs> just instead of escape you just kill everyone (laughs) yeah yeah wow i don't know what this conversation really has to do with either of these movies (laughs) he climbs a fence at the beginning of greatest showman i mean he also does a lot of things in greatest showman i don't know that i would model my life and my experiences (laughs) off of it Oh God! Remember when he said that he owned a bunch of boats? That was pretty wild. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. So something I think is so crazy about the great about the movie is they try to display this sanitized picture of PT Barnum, but he's still an asshole. asshole. Even when they sanitize it, like commits fraud. (laughs) He very like he like progressively pushes away these uh, the people who have come to depend on him. Yeah, yeah. Gradually pushes them away in favor of what's going to like make him more money and notoriety, which is like very true to PT. Okay, one little thing that connects to that this this idea of him being in search of the notoriety, the fame, the money. So the movie portrays his relationship with Jenny Lind, um, the Swedish Nightingale, as there's this increasing tension that they understand each other in a different way than other people because they're sort of birds of the same feather. 
And they show the split comes because Jenny Lind uh, kisses him on stage. Real life, there is zero chance that they had an affair. One, because P.T. Barnum was really fucking ugly. Mm. <laughs> Pretty ugly. Him him, and unfortunately, <laughs> his first wife were somewhat dogged faced. And instead, the reason that Jenny Lind and P.T. Barnum split is because Barnum was so money hungry. He had like 60 journalists on staff that he'd send to her next like where she was next going to sing to like start stirring up excitement. Why force in the adultery? I don't understand the you purpose know, it serves. Every musical needs a little <laughs> adultery. Come on now. <laughs> because <laughs> Barnum, they've already established in that universe, is so set on like the money and fame. There's they're building him as this titan of advertising and marketing of like which are all real life pieces of him. Mm-hmm. Why not lean in? I just don't. It wasn't don't even it, good man. adultery because like the whole thing made zero sense. Like her randomly because like yeah they lean into they like tease oh she's in him like oh whatever. And he's like looking at her all like romantically and she just like randomly, you know, they're about to kiss and and then he's like, oh, I got to go home, dude. And she's like, yeah, I'm done with this. What? I'm going to quit the tour. <laughs> she was like, she literally said, I risked everything for this. It's like, no, you, no, you did it. No, you didn't, didn't do any for love. I'll, you really I'll, think I'll you're like gonna the- run away with Hugh Jackman? No. <laughs> one, one, one tiny little, one tiny more piece on on Jenny Lynn's situation. They play it off as like Barnum sunk his entire wealth into it. He's ruined if she doesn't do forty six shows or whatever. Real life, PT Barnum made five hundred thousand um, dollars, which was equivalent to roughly fifteen million off of Jenny Lynn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Like the man was making cash hand over fist. That sounds like a poor man to me, motherfucker. <laughs> it's so it, the yeah. We can agree that the greatest showman is dub. I don't want to dig too much into P.T. Barnum the man, but I could go on for ages about how that is the uh, so <laughs> Look, frustrating. The funniest part of this movie is that his wife's name is, is Charity. I laughed so fucking hard. I forgot about that piece. <laughs> That's when, his real life wife's name. I know. First but wife. like when when they're like, Charity, come here. He's like, Charity. And I was like, shut up. Like, that was so oh. funny to me. And And then he married after Charity dies. He marries his friend's daughter. Yikes. Never enough. <laughs> Who's never 20 enough, years younger than him. Oh, Jesus. So P.T. Barnum had real sugar daddy energy. Should we vote? <laughs> Should we yeah, save fully, some more P.T. Barnum content in case fully, it moves on? Fully ready to vote with the passion. <laughs> yeah. Um I can I can I can go first. Sure, man. I, I gotta go with the it's movie musicals. I gotta go with the music I like better. And um that is the greatest showman. <laughs> Hey, Alex, do uh, you want to go? It's Mamma Mia. <laughs> and so it all comes down to me. What am I going to okay. What could it be? <laughs> I'm going for the Mamma Mia. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. Not holding Zendaya's hand. Uh, With that, <laughs> Mamma Mia advances. Um, and let's hop into the second half of this bracket. Hell yeah, we're finally here. Jake, do you want to introduce Lamez? I do. <laughs> <laughs> After 19 <laughs> years as a prisoner, Jean Valjean, played by Hugh Jackman, is freed by Javert, the officer in charge of his workforce. Valjean promptly breaks parole, but later uses money stolen to reinvent himself as a mayor and a factory owner. But Javert vows to bring him back 
But then eight years later, he's a guardian of a child named Kazan, and he's fucking Anne Hathaway <laughs> dies, and like Javert's still pursuing him. You, you had a, such a strong start to your summary, and then it progressed. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then this, and then this, and then that. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's kind of how Les Mis goes. Yeah. Les Mis 2012, yeah, directed by Tom Hooper, uh, you know, won some Oscars, is a great fucking time. Uh, I love this movie unabashedly. And uh, it's music slaps, and uh, it has one of the best singing performances of all time. Viewers can decide what that is. <laughs> what do you guys think of like this? And a hush fell over the crowd. <laughs> I really did not like Les Mis when I first saw it in theaters. I've never seen the musical itself, just the movie. That's a shame. <laughs> it was better this time, I think. I, I actually liked it more watching it this time than I did the first time. Nice. Hell yeah. So I have I have lived in a post Les Mis world for many years. <laughs> I had seen bits and pieces. I'd seen the memes. I'd lived in close contact with Jake and Alex here who um, have grumped on Russell Crowe a lot um, in the years I've known them. Um, So going into this, I was like, I don't really know what to expect. And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, Oh, yeah. It was generally enjoyable. I think that Russell Crowe is basically comedy. Um, There there were things. I didn't love, which had more to do with like, I had always thought that this had was like very centrally to do um, with the, the June rebellion, mm-hmm. which it's part of it briefly, yep. um, which coming into it and thinking that's going to be the focal point of the story and then having it basically not be mm-hmm. was very confusing to me. But once I like sat with it and was like, oh, okay, this is this is based on um, Victor Hugo's novel and like um, Valjean, Jean Valjean's um, road to redemption is like the the central purpose of the story. I, I Yeah, I felt a little better about it. I think the reason I used to not like it is because I thought Jean Valjean was boring as a character and I thought. I thought Javert's arc was far more interesting, and then Russell Crowe was Javert, so bad. <laughs> Javert literally gets the best songs, unironically, in this. It's just he sings them in such a... Well, they sing it all live, by the way. It's really fucking awesome how, like, all yeah, of the... Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really that. cool recording techniques cool. that Which had to be used. sucks for Russell Crowe. Also sucks for Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Dude, like, we no, we should introduce the other well, we'll movie. Let's, we'll talk about, let's talk about the other movie in this matchup, the Matthew. Other movie, the other side of this bracket, The Blues Brothers, released in 1980, directed by John Landis. In this love letter to blues, we get a perfectly blended musical whoa, action whoa. comedy. Whoa, 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 that's bias right there. That's bias. Hey, I mean, um, <laughs> about the brothers, Elwood and Jake Blues, um, as they go on their mission from God to get their old band back together and raise $5,000 for the orphanage where they grew up and hijinks ensue, uh, culminating in a climax that I can't not call out that involves perhaps the most over the top um, chase sequence of all time, all the while that the the in this the love letter to blues, the music takes center stage. Yeah. So as for why I picked this, I think the way that the Blues Brothers exists to sort of defy genre norms um, is really, really valuable. It is significantly different 
uh, in its approach to being a musical than I think every other film in this bracket, which is something worth talking about. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to bring it to the table and at least have it be part of the discussion. What did uh, what you guys think of this one? I just, I love the Blues Brothers. I was excited to watch this one because it was probably the one on this list that I hadn't um, seen in a long, the longest time. And I remember really liking it. I remember watching it like early with my dad. He really enjoys the movie. This feels like a dad movie in that like, <laughs> you know, it, it does. It feels like a dad movie that a lot of like dads say that they like or like whatever. I don't know. Certain dads, I guess. And I love fucking blues. I love jazz. I love there was that period of time where they just made SNL sketches be movies, you know, like Night of the Roxbury, Coneheads, the Blues Brothers. This is probably the best out of all of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really enjoy this. Uh, and I'm excited to uh, see because doing the whole like which musical or which music yeah. is the most popular on stuff. I'm excited to vote for that because there's some interesting things on here. Um, but yeah, I like the movie a lot. How about you, Alex? It's not my favorite, honestly. Hell I, yeah. I usually love Dan Aykroyd. Um, and I have never seen the Blues Brothers, so I was going into it raw. Raw. But um, for me, the pacing of it was really weird, which I think is very funny. I, I think it's so funny that these two movies are going up against each other because I think both of them have very weird pacing. I think they also both have a very interesting relationship with God, which I want to get into later. But for me, <laughs> Matt, you say that it's perfectly blended. For me, like those car chases go on too just long. So repetitive. They go on so long and they're just so repetitive. Um, yeah, this is like know. a long movie. This is a way longer movie than I like remember it being, to be honest. Yeah. And, it, you know, just <laughs> it's because going it's up the, against lame is no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm not saying, but like. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And my bias towards Late Biz, where I was going to be like, Late Biz doesn't feel long, but it is long. It's very long. You're right. Sometimes things feel disconnected, but I take that all at face value because it's like based on an SNL sketch. So like, I don't think it. I don't think it was ever going to be like the pinnacle right. of filmmaking pacing uh, from sketch writers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because I think you wouldn't expect it to be that doesn't mean it's not a a knock against it, though. You know. Although Les Mis doesn't do it very much better. So what? (laughs) What? So let's uh, let's hop into these. Yeah, we can start off with what's uh, we'll go with Les Mis first, I guess. This I swear by the stars. (laughs) Favorite song. And what do you think is the most popular? I mean, I think the most popular should be I Dreamed a Dream because Anne Hathaway genuinely kills that fucking song. And that's a beautiful song. And it won an Oscar. So it should be that one. And my favorite. That's so hard. I love them all. Interesting. Um, do you? Honestly, <laughs> I really do love the music of Les Mis like so fucking much. Hmm. Um, I think I think my most fun that I have is the confrontation where it's Jean Valjean and Javert. And he's like, you know, nothing. Else. I am wanting you, Javert. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> is no better and it should be talked about a lot i think the most popular is i dreamed a dream or it should be i dreamed a dream it could easily be the fucking um one more day to revolution we will i don't know why i'm seeing all javert's parts but you know one more day (laughs) (laughs) i think i know why you're singing all javert's parts he is the (laughs) same he gets the best arc the best songs whatever what do you think alex yeah i think i dreamed a dream 
is my favorite song in Les Mis and probably the best one. Maybe Master of the House. I like uh, from as my favorite. I like Master of the House. I think Dream to Dream is probably the most popular. Master of the Master of the House is far and away my favorite by yeah. a huge margin. <laughs> it's so fun. fun. It's so catchy. As for the most popular, we'll give half a musical point. I think I don't remember if you also said it, Alex. Um, but one more day. Yeah, barely edges out. Do you hear the people sing 44 million to 43.5? I mean, it's probably because it's more palatable. No one wants to hear in Hathaway fucking shriek about like dying, basically about the Uh, tigers coming at night. (laughs) On the other side for the Blues Brothers, most popular. What was your favorite? Ooh, um, I'm going to double down for both of these just because I think that it's so good. Uh, Everybody needs somebody to love. That ending is just like I know people who like recreated that like ending and like do that and like did it at like you know performances and all stuff like it, it's iconic um, and I think it's so so fun. Myself and my friends in elementary school. Yep. Uh, wow, really? <laughs> How did I know that's, without even like the genuine audience did not know that and I just like <laughs> yep. I, Jake and I have never spoken about um, this movie before. I mean, none of us have. Do, is there footage of you reenacting this? <laughs> no there is not uh, you say that as if you personally made sure of it <laughs> <laughs> my, my singing is Matt too burned all the tapes <laughs> that's so good what about you alex favorite most most popular i think my favorite is think Aretha franklin's so good yes um, yeah i i agree with jake everybody needs somebody it's probably most popular well i'm gonna perfectly meet you in the middle uh my two favorites were everybody needs someone uh somebody to love and think I think Aretha Franklin is just so good. Um, Most popular by a large margin. Everybody needs somebody to love. Yeah. 30 million plays. Nice. Iconic. This is an iconic role. So that's 2.5 musical points to Jake. One musical point for Alex. Hell yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a musical boy. What can I say? (laughs) Jake's just, (laughs) he, he's got his ear to the ground. He knows what the people want. Yeah, man. And what they want is more <laughs> Russell Crowe. Um, have you guys ever, um, and literally, please, honestly, if we need to pause and listen to this, please do. Have you ever listened to Bring Him Home on 0.5 speed? No. Go, go, to, go to YouTube, play Bring Him Home, change the speed to 0.5, and uh, everyone do this. Please, audiences do this. This should just be what we post on social media. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, Hugh Jackman, love him, talented, whatever guy, he sings so like. Oh. <laughs> 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 
But it really doesn't get better when it's normal speed. It's so bad. Like, he's, I don't know, he really dialed in the, like, they're like, huge, Wolverine can't be a musical. He's like, I'm gonna do Broadway and always sing like that. That's what he, he's a classically trained musician. I know he is, but I'm saying what people's perceptions of him Uh, were. Yeah, because he was like, oh, mm. this tough like action actor guy and then you know i respect you jackman for fully leaning into like that dude i want to do musicals like i want to whatever i love that but also this is atrocious and playing it on point five speed is the funniest fucking thing oh god it's really funny god it's so hysterical so something i want to bring up obviously huge this is i know greatest showman's dead (laughs) um however obviously hugh jackman is in both les mis and greatest showman I think he plays the same character from parallel universes. Real life, P.T. Barnum became the mayor of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, wow. The fictional character, Jean Valjean. He's not real? Becomes. I'm sorry, Jake. This is how you find out. (laughs) I don't get Um, to meet Jean Valjean. (laughs) Becomes the mayor of a small French town. Strange, isn't it? Wait. Wait, I just realized in the beginning scene when he was a little kid, he stole some bread. Mm-hmm. Jean Valjean got 19 <sighs> years for that. Holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. If he gets caught, if oh he doesn't know God. how to climb that fence, again, see, my fence comment now makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> he gets caught and goes to jail. He, caught, he go, caught and goes Guys, to French prison. We are breaking open the Hugh Jackiverse. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, yep, I like that. The Hugh Jackiverse. <laughs> <laughs> and one 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 last little thing on the bread stealing um, yeah. in Les Mis. It's not addressed in the musical, but it's discussed in Victor Hugo's novel. Jean Valjean originally gets like five years. However, the man keeps trying to escape and keeps yeah. getting three years added onto his sentence and ends up serving 19. Yeah, my God. Certain point that's on him. Guys. <laughs> Stop while you're behind. Yeah. Okay, it's only getting worse. That's that's definitely on him. <laughs> also, okay, back to the movie though. The, the fact that Javert realizes it's like, wait, that might be Jean Valjean when he sees him pick up that cart. Ooh, oh, yeah. So strong. Dude. He's like, I've only met one man that strong before in my life. <laughs> Do you guys generally not enjoy Les Mis's, like songs? Like, I think it's they're so good. I think it's so fun. Uh, so what which songs are you referring to? Uh, all of them. All of Except them? for like Castle of a Cloud. Fuck that little girl. Um So Russell Crowe yeah. is very bad. All the songs he's in. <laughs> are bad but they're they like are beautiful. hilarious though yeah okay are, are they are I they beautiful the song if you listen well, the to like songs the actual- are beautiful russell crow is bad yeah. singing them yes yeah that's what yes. i'm saying like, like it's just like i think i've listened I, to I'm, this so he's much he's the one performing it <laughs> going back to matt's point about like the versions of the songs that i listen to i don't listen to the lame is movie soundtrack if i ever listen to lame is i'm listening to the the broadway recording of lame is you know Although uh, the same thing for me is said of the Blues Brothers. I don't listen to the Blues, Blues Brothers versions of the songs. I listen to the normal versions. Yeah, fair enough. I do only Russell Crowe covers of all the songs. Yeah, so I like. I don't think the other songs are bad. I think they're kind of like, and I, I had never seen Les Mis. I would probably go try out the Broadway recording before I'd go back and listen to the ones from the movie. 
Um, and as I, I mean, I've listened to like, I've gone back and listened to master of the house, but I haven't gone back and listened to any yeah. of the other tracks. since I mean, watching it. There are a bunch of other, like on my own, Samantha Banks, like that's like, she is a Broadway like singer, um, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just think their casting was too hilarious to like avoid, which is unfortunate. I, I just don't get <laughs> why musicals cast people that can't sing. Why did they cast Russell Crowe? Did they need his star power that badly <laughs> to bring people to the theaters? Like, I think he wanted to be in it. I think it was his uh, choice. Who is this man with code of diplomacy? Is having cast the child because let me go free? I think, yeah, funnily yeah. enough, I think the the only song that I can think of that I truly think was sung really well was well so dream to dream i think was really good Anne hathaway pulled it through but i think kind of out of nowhere sasha baron cohen singing master of the house was really good and helena bottom carter was really good dude a match um, made in heaven those two as like so that's like such a, <laughs> wow man like their chemistry was so like that's perfect casting it, they they fucked up hard with russell crowe and hugh jackman in my opinion but those two pretty great casting really good it's yeah they're so fun master of the house is so fun can we talk about how both of these movies they kind of have like that like mission from god a little bit and i love (laughs) blues brothers take on it where it's just like very clearly he's just like we're on a mission from god in his canadian accent love that so good you imagine if russell crowe said that you imagine if javert was just like i'm on a mission from 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 god God. And then Hugh Jackman, I, I think wow, Blues Brothers, God. to give Blues Brothers like a lot of credit, like again, I alluded to it before, but it had no business being that fun and like genuinely a good movie from being an SNL sketch. Um, they clearly had like a lot of like fun with it. And I no, I just genuinely think that's like an impressive thing because like, that's like a dream, right? You're, you're not yawn, you're SNL, you do these sketch all stuff and you get to make a movie of your stupid fucking character. And like, it's like fun. I, I super agree with you, Jake. I think there's obviously something very impressive about that aspect. And then there's also this piece, at least for me, mm. um, that I do. Th- it is so much a, a love letter. I said this in, in my intro to this film, but a love letter to blues. That's like, clearly one of the biggest things they wanted people to take away from it, which I think is really, really awesome that they pay so much reverence in casting and song choice to the, the genre that they're paying homage to. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not in Dan Aykroyd and (laughs) John Belushi, but I'm saying they cast a ton of blues musicians and people from the scene as like the people that play a lot of the music are right now. Or all basically all the music. Yeah. I think it's it's also interesting. These I think are the two movies where we have probably the most music throughout and probably the least music throughout, like in terms of actual mm-hmm. singing. Just because the Blues Brothers takes a while to get into its first musical number. Like the, the first five minutes are silent, basically. Mm-hmm. Um it's very interesting, I think, to like look at how music functions in the movies. Yeah. There's a really interesting point with that, that, as I said, Blues Brothers takes like a very different approach than basically the rest of the bracket to how it is a musical. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think we get the second proper musical number in um, Blues Brothers until like 50 minutes into the movie. 
Yeah. yeah. So it takes a while to like start steeping itself in the music it's espousing. But like once it starts, you're getting like round after round. It just it has a very, very different approach to it. Yeah. It feels like the besides think for the most part, the music is like them performing. It's not mm-hmm. just played out and like, yeah. So it doesn't function as a, a tool of narrative. Blues Brothers is in- interesting because I do, I do think it does have pacing issues, honestly. And like, like Alex said, like the chases or whatever, like a lot of things get disconnected. I still think that's fun and like part of it, but also this movie definitely could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Les Biz is a long movie, but I feel like there's a precedent of like, it, it was a Broadway musical and those tend to be longer and they always feel like things and there's always stuff they leave out and all that where this was just like, they clearly just were riding this for fun and like have go in. And I wonder how recording this honestly went. I wonder if it was a fun time or an awful time. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I, I, I just, um, I just jumped to the blues brothers Wikipedia page to see if I could find something. It seemed it went way over budget. There was a yeah. ton of drug use yeah. and yeah, it, it does seem like it was a shit show. Quite, can't quite say I know for sure it was a nightmare, but I just want to call this out. Cocaine was so prevalent on the set that Ackroyd, who used far less than his partner, claims a section of the budget was actually set aside for purchases of drugged drugs during night shooting. They had That's a cocaine so budget yeah. for Blues Brothers. That poor fucking PA who had to find it. Oh my god. <laughs> find, a, find a source. PA. I, oh well, my god! That's what and, and comparing that to Les Mis, like the way they filmed it, the behind the scenes stuff is really awesome. If you like, look into it, like the live like stuff they do and the technical direction, like it. Honestly, I think a really like well directed movie. I th- I think it it's very technically impressive, but I think the result leaves something to be desired in some of the songs because mm. they're they're trying to. So they're trying to emulate the onstage yeah. act of like the music happening live while people are singing. So singers have to be adaptive. Musicians have to be adaptive. Yeah. What you lose, though, to me, these are movie musicals. They should take advantage of the fact that they they're are movies. Filmed. Yeah. And Les Mis is kind of leaving that behind to have this authenticity mm. um, that leaves rough edges in that just don't need to be there in a in like the, the post production situation. Yeah, I just thought yeah. that was like a brave. I, I just thought that was like an interesting thing to do for a movie, like to to leave it as if it was like blending movie and like on like on the stage. Because um, obviously, yeah, there's going to be rough edges, but they weren't ashamed of those. Like they left those in. They cast I think Russell it's Crow. cool. I think it's cool. I just think it, it it didn't play out the way they well, they probably played out the way they wanted it to. But I just don't think it was a, a success in the way that they wanted it to. I think another factor of it, because they I, I agree with you that they it, it's very cool technically that they did it. But I don't know that it, it created the best product. But um, in a very similar vein, the shots that they filmed and the actual like pictures that they put on screen so many of them in Les Mis were pulled directly from yeah pictures the of the scenes on stage gorgeous beautiful the sets were sets. awesome production and design was fucking stellar designed so well to to give you the pictures that you would get on stage at a live show but then being able because it's filmed to show it from different perspectives of you see Javert up on the ledge but yeah. you can look down because you can see it from look his perspective, down, not just up at him. You're standing <laughs> in down. your grave. Yeah, man. Um, I just think it's like it's a really cool. technically like great like film. It's and a like technical it does, achievement for yeah. sure. 
Well, and but like, then you look at Blues Brothers wrong. and there are some great technical moments in Blues Brothers. Like all of the car spin outs and donuts are so cool. The car crashes are very cool if we get probably 30 too many I, of them. I, I, have, I don't think there has been a, a movie that hates cop cars as much as the Blues Brothers. The number of them that they destroy I through this movie's runtime. I wonder what the number is. Like they in just production. make so much fun of cops and police. Like the, uh, when the yeah, police honestly. and military are getting out of the cars and they're just like, <laughs> and they're jumping down the building. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I just started listening yeah. to bring him home again. And it was at like a perfect moment where he was switching between words and it was so good. Um, should we vote? Yeah, uh, sure. I will. I'll go first here. I barely, I barely go first. I'll do it. Um, late Miz guys. Come on, man. Bring, bring him <laughs> home guys, please. I can go next. I'm voting for the Blues Brothers on a mission from God. It all comes down to me this time. I am voting for. <laughs> imagine. Audiences imagine. Lame is. What? And. Prisoner 24601. <laughs> uh, advances. Wow. <laughs> what? I did not expect to vote for Lame is. But yeah, here I'm we are shook right now. <laughs> I'm kind of actively S- sneaks shook. its way up. I was play. I was playing that up as if it was not going to move forward. I know you wow. were Jake. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get audience. You get another episode <laughs> packed full of some peak lame is content. Um, this is like when Sonic moved on. <laughs> Like, yeah, please watch. How dare you? Like Sonic moved on. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, but that was the Oscar bracket, and Lay Miz wouldn't have advanced in the Oscar yeah, bracket. Yeah, yeah. Tough competition. Yeah, that's true. Lay Sonic would have beat Sonic would have beat Sonic would have beat Lay Miz. Lay Miz has won more than Mouse Hunt has won. <laughs> yeah, and it's all because of Russell Crowe. All right. Well, so moving on from this side of the bracket, we've got Lay Miz and Mamma Mia. Coming at you next episode, uh, we've got the producers versus Tenacious D in the pick of destiny. What a fucking matchup. What a wild (sighs) matchup that's going to be. And Rocky Horror Picture Show versus uh, The Road to El Dorado. Go ahead, Rocky. Super fun uh, movies coming at you if you want to watch along with us. However, I want to throw a content warning out uh, for Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Um, there is a rape joke in one of the songs. Um, so that's something to look out for. If it's material you're sensitive to. Cool. I'm excited. I'm also like, I'm just kind of speechless. I <laughs> I dreamed a dream that Lay <laughs> Miz would move on. And uh, here we fucking are. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne Hathaway. You did it. We did it. What a wild time. Nice. Wow. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you like, uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. Uh, share the show with uh, someone that you like to sing with. You guys should oh. send us recordings of you singing your favorite songs in these musicals. Do your best Javert impression and send it to us. Actually. Do your best you- Javert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I get some uh, Javert's in the chat, please? <laughs> yeah, best Javert impression. Um, we'll put the recording into the show. Uh, give you a shout out Honestly. if you'd like. <laughs> Honestly. Um, <laughs> nice. And cool. with that, take cover, child. <laughs> <laughs>